and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 182. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. We are back after about three weeks, I think, we've been gone. Uh, Has it been three? I thought it was only two. It was, it was like two or three, because it was like the beginning of February or early January was the last episode. Yeah, I know we skipped my birthday. And then, there, yeah. Yeah, give me like a day off, and also it was like the Super Bowl the next day or something like that. It was your birthday, and then I think your birthday was a different week than the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then we tried to record last week, and then just like for whatever reason, I was just like so exhausted. I was like, I could try to record, but I'd probably literally not understand what you're even talking about. It's because so, so the weekends were all busy. First, it was your birthday one weekend, then it was the Super Bowl, yeah. and I was just like, nah. And then uh, I traveled, but otherwise we're like, let's try recording during the weekday. And then it was like, it's not, it's just not happening this yeah. time. Um, yeah, it, it's been, it's been a bit, I know, but we are back again and we're not going to be like, oh, we're gone next week either, but we'll be here next week. And uh, yeah, uh, we've got a bit of stuff and some changes. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll actually notice it's a little bit different too. So we're experimenting a bit and trying out the uh, kind of focus on whoever's talking. So instead of having two of us there side by side the entire time, whoever's talking, you'll see our face only for the most part. And then it'll switch to the next person. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's also not just for YouTube, but also potentially for TikTok. Uh, seeing when I put clips in, I actually did get a complaint so far. It's like, I hate the split TikTok because it's like, I think it takes up more room uh, on the, like in the middle. So then it might, if you have just one person, it'll actually kind of fill the screen potentially more. Uh, I, I don't actually know. I've, I haven't tried it yet. This will be the first one to do it for. Um, but I think I'm already still back at like episode 148 for clips. And we're like 82. We're not doing all of them. I'm not like editing every single one of those episodes. Only the ones where like, oh, this is still potentially relevant and popular yeah. and i'll throw it in there um but yeah so change like i said for visual youtube and tiktok uh and then we got a few other things that we've changed as well or are attempting to enforce more or less one is a uh three topic maximum so instead of having however many things we want to talk about that we've watched and played, which by the way, Sutra Side Talk, we talk about everything we watch and play, select news, which I'll get into in a second, but uh, it's going to be three topics maximum and it'll be like one to three. So you can have one topic if it's really big, it'll cover the whole episode. Two topics, same thing. Three will be as much as we do. And then however long the episode is after that is, if it's like an hour, then we stop there. Otherwise, uh, we're going to try to keep it to a 1.5 hour maximum just because uh, I don't want it to be too long for the viewers, the listeners, and it's just better for everyone all around. So what we're going to try to do now is let's say if we do have a three topic thing and we're now an hour and 15 minutes in, after the second topic and we're like oh my god well we have one more topic i don't think it'll be 15 minutes i think it's going to be over like 10 minutes because sometimes our outro takes a couple minutes as well uh then we're just going to end it there and we'll just carry over that third thing for the next episode or something uh just to be more enforcive on it and we'll we'll see how it goes today we're actually going to do three topics uh they are going to be chainsaw man season one 
the movie Troll on Netflix and the anime Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury season one as well. And um, I'm curious what that smile is for. But I wanted to make a joke about the wi- that witch came from the moon. Uh, <laughs> from <laughs> Destiny. I was, I'm like, did he, does he know the meme that, that, that came no. out of the, the season finale? And I'm like, I don't know if he knows the meme. I think I do know. Uh, I might know what you're talking well, about. Because yeah. like, for like a day, my Twitter was all just like, oh my God, this one scene. Yeah, well, and yeah, when we get to it, we'll get to it. Otherwise, so for news from now on, guys, you know, we've been covering a lot less news. Uh, the news itself will probably not really have sections for it anymore. Like instead now it's just going to, if you look at the time code, it'll say intro one to three topics that we played or watched outro. Uh, the news will now from now on be in the intro just so it's shorter and we're not really as into it. The only time I think it'll be really big is if it's some massive showcase, like it's E3 week or something. Uh, that'll be maybe the episode. Uh, it'll be one of those rare uh, news episodes. Uh, otherwise, um, yeah, we'll probably be refining other new stuff later on in the future. Like if there's another fucking Netflix geeked week or something, I think we'll try to make it even shorter than we did before for those kinds of topics and stuff just because there's so many damn showcases at this point. Um, yeah, I love that Netflix is like, you think we have enough content for one show, we can fill a whole week, and then they really can't. And then you're just hitting your head against the wall like, I, I watched this whole thing yeah. and I hate you for it. And then they're like, you can't use your password outside of your house. Man, We're, it's yeah. like kind of funny watching that debacle because it's like it, it comes in. Work. It comes in in March, so we'll see how that goes. Are um, they really still going forward with that? I, I don't know. I, I'm like behind on reading. I'm like at least all my bookmark news. I just got to February because there was like two months where I just fell behind. Um, but I've been like catching it. Like yesterday, I was at a buddy's house and I was just like, information, information, information. I'm bookmark, I'm bookmark. Oh, excellent. I got through January. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I love like people just kept going like, oh, the, the young teens off of college are going to finally learn what a torrent is. Classic. You just have to throw yeah. some VPNs there so you can do it through the school email or school Wi Fi in case it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but all right. Yeah. So that onion router. That is kind of what's going on with the future of the show, what's going on now, what we're changing. Uh, otherwise, yeah, we've been gone for three weeks, so what's been happening? Uh, it's a mix of news and kind of what's been happening with us as well. So the first thing I just want to say really fast, because I talked about it before I watched the entirety of Community, they're filming the movie in June. They're going to start filming in June. I just want to say that really fast. It's so funny because that was like a running joke in that show was six seasons in a movie. Yeah, so we're finally going to get the closure we wanted. And then all that's left after that, I think, will be glow if that ever happens. But that's a, another story entirely. Then uh, oh, that made me that made me instantly sad. Yeah, uh, Super Bowl happened. We got trailers. It was cool. Uh, the Flash actually looked really interesting. I was like, oh shit, this is better than I thought it would be. I feel like I would have been way more hyped if we didn't already immediately know that like Michael Michael Keaton was coming back as Batman. Because if I had like not known that and seen that, I would have been like, oh, oh it would have blown minds. Yeah, I mean, you get two Batman in it. You got Zod. Uh, you yeah. got Supergirl. You got two Flashes. You've got uh... the Supergirl thing is what's really interesting to me. Yeah, so it's gonna be it'll be a movie. We'll see what happens. Because um, the whole thing the the biggest thing is this is what transitions the DCEU to James Gunn's DCU. So be prepared for yeah. that. Um, I also like that little commercial with uh, Donald Faison and Zach Braff with uh, John Travolta. Um, and then also real, the, the fucking game itself just 
uh, I was like, I don't know who to root for. And then I was like, oh, this is actually a really good game. I don't want either of these teams to win, but it's actually pretty good. <laughs> so I was like entertained at the end of the day because I'm a Niners fan. So I was still just like, fuck. Um, yeah. And then uh, Nintendo Direct, we had a bunch of news come out of that. The only thing I want to mention is Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games are finally coming to the Switch, which is the yeah. whole... I, I, I've been complaining about this for a very long time. This is the whole point of why I bought a Switch is... You should have all the portable and uh, console retro games on there to utilize because it's supposed to be a, you know, hybrid portable home device and uh, it's finally doing it. So I'm like, oh, cool. All right. We got everything up to, uh, I guess, what would next be uh, GameCube and DS if they ever do that. But yeah. honestly, at this point, I'm pretty satisfied with what there is. So no complaints. Yeah. And I love that they started off uh, the Game Boy with like, I mean, Metroid 2 is cool that it's there, but of course they had to have Tetris. Yeah. Which is, like, perfect. Uh, uh, anything else? For, like, a, one notable thing for you? Uh, we got, like, another trailer for Zelda, but, like, we already know that's coming. I mentioned in our, like, 2022 review that it's, like, already my most anticipated game for next year, so I didn't really need to see more of Zelda. It just already looks good. But I was not expecting them to, like, price hike? announce that... What? Oh, the price hike or something else? Oh, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit disappointing, but at the same time, if we're doing nothing game, different, pay us $10 more. Well, here's the thing, though. Okay. <laughs> the reason why I am going to be a sucker and just give them the oh, extra everyone's, 10 bucks Everyone's going to gonna do it. it. It's not going to, oh, yeah. like I've said it many times, you could throw Nintendo or Zelda or whatever on a trash can and people will buy it and say it's the greatest thing in the world. Like, it's not going to make a difference. I guess, but I guess for me, it's just that, like Breath of the Wild was already such an amazing game and there was so much value in it. I also, I have to, uh, I guess, update. I re-looked at the time uh, that I've, I spent on my Switch on Zelda and it wasn't 200 hours, it was 140, but that's still like oh, no. a shit ton of time on a Zelda game. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got so much like value and just like enjoyed the first game so much that it's absolutely worth like a hundred dollars let alone 70 okay. so i'm i'm fine with it being like 70 instead of 60 this time uh and that's um that's even just if it's as good as the last one but if they improve it in any way which we'll see i don't know how they could but i'm sure they got some ideas uh but yeah so i'm excited for that even though it's like 70 bucks instead of 60 but i was really excited that like they announced metroid prime remaster oh yeah 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 they're, yeah. they're not doing the i was hoping for years that they would just like re-release the metroid prime trilogy on switch and just like call it a day because good enough as long as i can play them but they just and it's weird that they called it metroid prime remaster because it feels like a full-on remake because it's not just like porting you know, the straight gamecube game to or the wii game to uh the switch that and now i can just run it like a higher resolution or frame rate or whatever they straight up remade like all the assets in this game like it looks like a modern game and it's funny because like the the gamecube game 20 years ago already looked so good that i was actually having some trouble being like is this better looking than the gamecube game and then of course you go to youtube and there's like a no side by side comparisons yeah. And I'm just like, holy shit, they actually did do like a lot of work on this. So I am super hopeful and excited that maybe they might remaster all three of the games just like this. So not only would they do so 
I, I mean, it's free. It's not free money, but it's like they're gonna no. definitely more than it's gonna be a profit. Needless just, to say, I'm happy that they're not doing just the bare minimum and just being like, "Here you go, Prime trilogy until Prime Four comes out, maybe eventually." Uh, but they're just like, "No, we're gonna re- take even more time with it and remake each individual game and make them look freaking amazing for today." And so, like, Metroid Prime was already one of my favorite games of all time, but with like updated graphics updated controls it's amazing like i i am so excited that they actually did it and it was a shadow dropped that day they were just like yep. hey check this out you want to play it here you go it's, it's like first like, you had microsoft with hi-fi rush and now with the metroid Prime Remastered. yeah dude so i'm super hopeful that they do that for the rest of the trilogy leading up to metroid prime 4 eventually even maybe if they even do it for the DS game and they just like make that actually control better. But yeah, so that was cool. Okay. Nice. Uh, and then uh, I was gone for nearly a week. I was gone for six days in LA for the Demon Slayer World Tour LA premiere where MA, for those that know Demon Slayer, she is the artist that does, she sings the intro and outro to the Entertainment District arc. And we got to see her live along with the voice actors for Tanjiro, both English and Japanese uh, voice That's actors cool. on the same uh, stage together. Plus, like, one of the producers. It was really fun. And there, she was outstanding. She she did such a good job. That was the main reason why we went and uh, checked this out. It was me and Andreas. Uh, if you guys saw, he was on our Demon Slayer episode before, as well as, uh, like, Destiny and, uh, I believe, Boba Fett and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, it was, yeah, it was really fun. We had a great time, and now I have to wait two months for the second episode of the Swordsmith Village arc, because I saw it, and now I'm oh, like... Oh, you actually got to see the first episode? I yeah, it's like, a one hour, it's like a one-hour special that's oh. like actually like 45, 50 minutes, but yeah, it was like... Uh, Super jealous now. It, it'll be in theaters, that's the thing. Uh, in like, uh, in March, early March, it's going to be in theaters. I'll probably actually go and see it again, because it was like partially blocked like it was in a orpheum mm-hmm. theater so it's like a little side opera balcony things one of them was blocking the corner of the screen and i was like fuck because i was at the side uh so i definitely will go see that again in theaters uh so you and i will go and check that out maybe in uh, dolby atmos or something if it's there if it's in atmos we should go Sounds see it in atmos for sure yeah because i still haven't seen anything in atmos yeah so god i can't believe you haven't i don't know if i want to spend that money on ant-man if, if it uh, oh yeah because i'm not here are we supposed to are we supposed to see that I, i'm kind of i'm at that point where i'm like do we have to watch marvel movies anymore i don't uh, do we have to like see it in the theater i still point? i still want to see ant-man i do I'm less excited now that i've heard some things i don't even care about what i've heard i'm just so like i said i'm, I'm just marveled out at this point yeah Yo, you seen modok he looks fucking oh modok is great that's why i want to go see the movies modok i saw that and i was laughing i was like there he you looks go like a giant baby he just looks like uh anyway yeah, so the, smiling? the trip was cool. Had a great time. And then uh came back and they was there was a PlayStation Direct. Or State of Play, sorry. And uh, they talked... I guess the only really thing... We saw another Lightfall trailer, which this is coming out like a day, the day before Lightfall <laughs> the drops. The Traveler does a thing. Holy shit, the Traveler. You could do anything. You could do something. Holy shit. Yeah, I love someone on Twitter posted like, it, it could have done that the whole time. Yeah, really. Uh, so... <laughs> we got that we got uh street fighter 6 stuff which i will say i might actually buy it um when it comes out i'm kind of tempted after i'm kind of interested i got super burned by street fighter 5 so i'll I'll wait for reviews but 
I've been hearing good things so far. I think after enjoying like Mortal Kombat and Injustice, I'm kind of tempted to jump into. I'm not like gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm into all these fighting games. I'm just like, I think this is the only other thing I'll probably take in is probably Street Fighter, just because it's popularity and I always yeah. everyone always loves taking it to parties and stuff. At least when I was in college, so I totally get it. Um, Street Fighter is probably one of the easiest fighters to pick up. Yeah. There's a lot of depth to it, but, like, it's one of the easiest ones to just, like, do, yeah. I guess. Uh, the characters look really cool, so I'm, I'm I'm tempted to just, yeah, jump in and see how it goes. And probably just do the story first and see where it goes from there. Because I know a bunch of friends are getting it, so I'm like, oh, I, I could just play with them and stuff and see what goes on with it and everything else. And then last little thing we'll talk about before we get to the features is... Uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. We got, we got to see some gameplay. It looks very whatever. Um, and there's a season pass, and it's a service game. And you could kind of feel that Rocksteady didn't... Maybe they didn't have a full say. Like, this is probably Warner Brothers going like, all right, guys, you gotta, like, look what everyone else is doing. You gotta do it. Look at the Avengers game or something. I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, it's so weird that they're like, hey, let's make an Avengers game, but with less characters. And it's this, there's two things. One, it's like, oh, this is the Arkhamverse. There's so many, you know, Justice League characters. That's the weirdest part about this. There's all these Justice League characters you can choose from. Who do you want to do? Let's do the Suicide Squad. Okay. Uh, What else? Uh, Yeah, we're going to make it a service game. And the single player, you have to still have uh, online functionality. Well, this all sounds pretty awful, but okay, sure. And I get like, okay, this is probably coming out. This really was being made like releasing around the time the David Ayer's Suicide Squad came out and like we've had the Suicide Squad we've had multiple Suicide Squad animated films as well so I do get it like the hints to this since like Arkham Origins and everything else but yeah I didn't think it would kind of go in this direction uh yeah and you can kind of tell this this does do it because like you could get that you get that Will Smith Deadshot feel a little bit too which is weird because we already saw Deadshot in, in the Arkhamverse, uh, the Arkhamverse and, and, and he's, he's white. Not that guy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie too. when he took off his mask. I, I looked at him and I'm like, why does he look familiar, but not Deadshot familiar? And I'm like, oh, shit, he looks like Bronze Tiger. And I'm like, that's what he reminds me of. And oh, interesting. Yeah, Bronze Tiger is another uh, DC huh. villain hero, depending on what's going on. Uh, it's also kind of funny to me that the... the the last time we saw Batman in the Arkhamverse, he was like dead. It's like I guess he was fine eventually. I mean, he, if the secret ending shows he's alive and he's just like Bruce Wayne they, is well, dead, uh, I'm just now a, a monster thing. Yeah, uh, they were really a little bit ambiguous about it, but yeah, it, I don't know. they did hint that he's like not really dead. Yeah, after skipping Gotham Knights, I'm just like we'll see what happens with this. I'm not inclined to pre-order. They totally lost me with the gameplay of, of this uh, trailer when they were just like, yeah, just shoot all the purple glowing bits. Yeah. It it literally made me think of, uh, what was that game on Xbox 360 back in the day? Uh, Lost planet. Mm, Where it's like, just show the, shoot the glowing orange bits. Like, okay, I guess this game is from like a decade ago. Yeah. So I'm, like I said, I'm not pre-ordering it. I'm just going to see what yeah. happens, I guess. And uh, at least there's the monolith Wonder Woman game. But we'll... Dude, that's the other thing that like someone else posted to Twitter. Because one of the things that shows up in this trailer that's one of the few things that I actually liked for the Suicide Squad thing was when Wonder Woman shows up and stops Flash and like wraps him up in the lasso of truth. And she's just like, 
pleading with him like tell me how to help you and like tell me how to break uh yeah, yeah. brainiacs like hold on everyone and he's just like you have to kill us diana and someone pointed out that like yo what if this game had just been focusing on diana having to hunt down and kill her friends to save the world and it was just like oh my fucking god that would have been such a much better game that would have <laughs> been more just interesting. A wonder woman yeah <laughs> but yeah that's that's that Otherwise, yeah, that's just our little intro. And sorry if it's long. Yeah. Uh, it won't be long. Yeah, it's not saying bad. Yeah, it's not. Honestly, like when you really combine how our news used to be, this isn't bad at all. But also yeah. this is three weeks worth of stuff. Uh, I don't think the other ones will be as long unless it's a news heavy week. Uh, otherwise, yeah. Now to talk about Chainsaw Man, which uh, and I guess ended a bit ago in terms of the, the show's so weird, but awesome. <laughs> Very, very interesting show, to say the least. Uh, it was 12 episodes, and many people, you know, they read the manga, and it's funny always seeing people post, like, oh, you're about to get this character, and you're like, okay, uh, I guess we'll see what happens with that. And it's like, oh, who's she? Oh, that's a boy angel. What? <laughs> yeah, the, the angel at the They're end. They're male? <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a boy. Okay. Um, yeah, because everyone could, in the very beginning, like, I'm not trying to, be offensive or anything but it was just at the very beginning you look and you're just like oh it's who's the, who's the girl the angel girl and it's like no that's a, it's a boy and everyone's like whoa and then like twitter blows up and they're they even have like a really high-pitched voice and everything dude it was so funny when you look at the twitter unloading off of it it was it was hilarious but the show itself i thought you know we neither of us have read the manga uh this show is really fun it was really great this is mappa doing it so these are the guys doing Attack on Titan, which is, and I think they're also doing Jujutsu Kaisen, if I'm correct. Uh, I could, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'd have to look into that. Uh, they are pretty much like going through all this different stuff, and you know, I I think that's you know, you're wondering like, man, Attack on Titan sure is taking forever. I wonder what's keeping them, and it's like, oh, they're not working yeah, on Attack they have on like a bunch of products. Yeah, they're like, we're not projects. just working on it on, on Attack on Titan. There's multiple things going on. Oh, here. Yeah, you're right. Mappa is doing uh, Jujutsu Kaisen as well. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure like uh, we're get you know we just got Chainsaw Man. We're getting finally Attack on Titan, final season, part three, part one. Oh my god. Uh, and then uh, we're getting after that. I think maybe Jujutsu Kaisen season two. I think that's supposed to come this year. And then you get Attack on Titan Final Season Part 3, Part 2. And then you'll get, like, Chainsaw Man Season 2. I think that's how that works. I don't really know. It's horrifying. Damn, because I really want to see more Chainsaw... I'm honestly most interested in seeing more Chainsaw Man. It's a really interesting concept. for now. Yeah, I'm really excited for more, but I think I'm also, like, now that I've watched Jujutsu Kaisen, I'm like, oh, I really want to see what happens with that now. I'm just, like, I'm so interested in, like, what what the hell even is... Uh, Makima or whatever in like oh yeah they're different she's um, obviously some sort of devil but like of like well what devil did she make a pact with yeah well that and like yeah like what the hell was with it like because how did she even survive like because she was definitely dead yeah no it's uh all the different devils will be interesting uh to find the reveals for like her and also uh Kubani uh will also be uh or Kubini uh will be interesting Dude, to see like, what hers is because it's still a secret she, it's so yeah it's like weird that like she's not supposed to tell anyone and also she like seems like the most like timid character like dude it was so fucking funny when they were doing the etern- uh, fighting the eternity demon or whatever oh or in devil. the ho- in the hotel 
in just like the scene where she's like, hey, uh, you stay here. I'm going to go up <laughs> one floor. And she just like comes back down the same way and she just freaks the fuck out. <laughs> so, so good. You, uh, you don't expect then, her to be just and, so fun. Yeah. And then later on when like basically everyone gets murdered, she's just like snaps and is like an unbelievable killing machine. Yes. She's like, how are you doing this shit? You're not, it doesn't even look like you're using any devil power. And then you're she's using Denji as a shield. It's so good. Yeah. It, just the way they pull that off. Um, and I guess to really go through it all, you know, you have just Denji for the most part. It starts off, you have Denji and then over time you're getting all these other characters kind of first, like the more uh, Dude, intimate squad simple... of people. What yeah. were you going to say? Uh, for Denji, I just like I love how simple his desires are because oh, his yeah. life has been so shit for so long that it's just as soon as people are treating him nicely, he's just like, "Yeah, I'll do whatever you want. You, you're giving me like an apartment and food, like and maybe boobs. I don't know. I don't like, have to cool. eat a cigarette for a dollar. This is fantastic. Yeah. Like, th- th- great. I don't owe the mob money anymore uh, that I should not dude, have had to so owe in the begin- like in the first place." That was so funny. Yeah, dude, that was so shit. I know. Like, that was so funny in the first episode when he, like, first turns into Chainsaw Man. Or maybe that was the second episode. Because I can't remember if the first episode ends with him dying. But, uh, yeah. Like, I think it happens just, like, at the end of the episode he turns. And right. then the second episode is where, like, Makima comes in and is yeah. like, hey, what's going on? I'm going to kill and you. And he's just, like, sl- he's, like, slaughtering the entire Yakuza. Or at least everyone in that room. And he's just, like laughing maniacally like an insane person he's just like once i kill all of you i won't owe anyone anything Uh, i mean that's that's gotta be one of the greatest feelings in the world especially in a capitalist like current day where you're just like yeah i you just went from dead to oh my god i have all this power and i'm literally killing off my debt as i speak like that's gotta be the best feeling in the world because they spent he spent his like short life basically selling off like organs to like pay off parts of his debt in like, yeah. And even that, like after being completely loyal to them his entire life and do- doing everything they said, they still killed them. Yeah. I and mean, so, yeah, of course he's going to just be like, okay, fuck all of you. <laughs> it, I'm a chainsaw man now. It's, it's very, yeah, it's, it's, you definitely feel satisfied from watching what goes on. Yeah. In it. And you know, it's, Mappa does a lot of bloody stuff. Like, you've seen it in all their shows. It's usually very mature uh, in terms of just blood and gore for the most part every now and again. Yeah, you're like, you're not going to see anything inappropriate in terms of sexual activity, but you'll get, like, you know, hints and a little bit of stuff here and there, uh, but nothing too crazy. Uh, the characters that you, over time, get introduced to, like like I said, I was uh, you're starting off with just Denji, and then you're getting... The intimate, like, the the squad. And then you're seeing the extended, like, chapter of everything. And then everyone gets fucked up. And then you're like, well, who's left? And now you're getting, meeting other people that are being introduced into it, too. That are other, like, devils and fiends uh, that have been actually there. The, like, dude, the shark dude looks so fucking weird. <laughs> you have the shark dude. You have, like, the violence guy who's got, like, the um, plague doctor mask. Yeah, like, that's, that, he's super interesting to me. Because they're, like he has to keep that mask on all the time for some reason. And yeah, he's just somehow incredibly dangerous. You have angel boy. And then is it spider? You have yeah. the spider girl, right? Oh yeah. I forgot about her. Cause it's, it's pretty much four of them all together. Yeah. yeah. The angel one's weird. Cause it's like, it's interesting that if everything that has a name has a devil associated to it, 
so there would always there would obviously be an angel devil but it's just interesting that it's like so it's like it looks good they are nice but they are a devil and their ability is just if they touch you they drain your life force away or or your they make you age it's very interesting and weird yeah and you know these i believe they're all fiends pretty much like the only one that's a devil uh that's like human is denji like he's a very he's like a yeah. he's an oddity and i guess katana fiends. man oh katana man would be the other one yeah actually yeah which is interesting because like they they make it clear that like denji like he is not a fiend yeah which a fiend is when a devil possesses a dead human and it's weird because denji did die yeah and Pachita basically is now his heart so it's weird because like denji is now basically like a human devil hybrid Mm -hmm. he's like neither basically and both but like a fiend is not that yeah yeah so and then there's also other devil hunters that just like have pacts with devils yeah to give them abilities it's just like a partnership without actually potentially really altering them too much dude Uh, that shit like the the snake girl like the it was so weird to me that every time she summons the snake she just like loses a fingernail and it's just like oh that's fucking gross yeah i mean it's also yes it's horrifying just knowing like how much you have to sacrifice for this kind of thing it's like oh i want to work for the city and it's like i don't think i want to work for the city if it means like you know it's like oh you're risking your life and getting paid a little bit but it's also like oh besides just risking your life you're gonna potentially just like sacrifice parts of yourself when i'm like all right literally i can understand that you're potentially gonna die doing this but i hate the fact i don't like specifically the fact that you have to give away parts of yourself along the way kind of guaranteeing like no long lifespan one of the most disturbing parts of the entire season for me was when the the girl with the pact with the ghost devil uh was like basically when they got attacked and it looked like everything was lost she basically was like okay ghost devil like i gave you my eye so that you could give me like one of your hands like way back or when we started this pact save oh i forget the um other guy's name uh save my friend also i think it was jimeno uh jimeno was the uh yeah with the eye patch the woman yeah and she was basically just like i'll give you everything if you give me everything and so she's just like slowly disappearing like part by part and the while the ghost devil is like fighting the snake devil and it still loses yeah and she's just gone that sucked yeah uh i think because okay so you get all that sacrifice because it's funny they do that whole dinner where it's like hey here check out meet everyone here that's part of the team and you're like okay cool are we gonna see more of them later and it's like the episode after i think is just when everything goes down and it's like no you're not they're all pretty much dead even um what's his face that was uh Kobeni's partner yeah the dude who's gonna retire he gets like shot in the back of the head yeah like they all just get got more or less except for really just uh denji power uh aki and uh Kobeni. like that's it's it. interesting because like denji and power seem to be basically immortal to an extent it's like you know well, they could... denji more than power somehow yeah but it's still 
they're just kind of not lucking through it, but just the willpower to well, Denshi's willpower. Well, no, and then like, uh, <laughs> power I'm just like escaping to... shit all the time. Well, like when the um, the dude with the scars on his face that was training power in Denji later, who is Kishibi, right? Like, I think his name is Kashibi. I'm looking at dude, a list of characters so, too, just to make sure. That guy is like so funny to me because he's just like so apathetic and he's just like i don't care about anything i've seen so much shit that like nothing matters to me anymore and he's just like an unbelievable fighter and he's just like basically killing denji and power over and over again and just like giving them blood to heal them to like train them i love he like leave after the first session he leaves denji basically like brain damaged oh yeah no. power's just like smacking him on the head he's like fix your brain so good it's Uh, it's very entertaining it's very entertaining it's very funny uh and you're just enjoying i guess just the action in it along with the the characters are just charming really oh yeah uh because denji is yeah we already talked about denji but yeah he goes through all this crap and he finally is getting things his way i mean things get harder but with it come better awards that he's never ever had in his entire life so yeah. he's actually through all this pain and like physical pain and uh, suffering. He is living the dream he's always wanted simultaneously. Uh, whereas like you have Aki who just lost his partner and is going through a lot of shit. And he, you know, you see his past of like his family was killed by the gun devil with that crazy, just the bullet went yeah, through. That was and insane. It was, you're just like, okay, so this guy's really, really strong currently. Denji cannot defeat him, but the gun devil has a very specific interest in him that we don't know what that is yet, telling us that most likely Denji is a threat to him. And, you know, over the span of this series, we'll find out what that is and watch him grow to potentially rival the gun devil and ultimately, I'm assuming, defeat him by the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, Kobani, yeah, just funny being this awkward girl who's horrified at everything but then is able to still like pull shit off when the shit hits the fan quite literally like uh when things go down she is a survivor and a fighter and you don't expect it but then when it occurs you're just like okay she does well even like the first episode that she was really in with the eternity uh devil and it's just like kill denji for me and i'll let you leave and she's just like I have to kill you. She comes out with a knife. And they just knock her yeah. out. It's great. Yeah. And then later on, like, uh, you know, during the final, when they assault the building, uh, she helps capture the girl who has the, the, the former uh, devil hunter uh, that has all those packs with like the snake. And at a certain point, the ghost, uh, yeah. she helps apprehend her until that girl just gets got immediately. <laughs> And you're like, oh, I guess she wasn't that important after all. Okay. Uh, but, uh, and then Makima, uh, you know, you see Makima and, well, something ain't right with Makima. <laughs> I don't yeah, trust her she's for... she's definitely got, like, plans. Yes. You could, I think it's easy to say that she is using Denji to the fullest extent. And I think he kind of half knows that, but also still is, like, falling in love with her because she is like the first person to treat him nice. And he's like, you know, I want something to be my first, whatever to be special each time. 
and with power, you know, copping a feel on her breast. He was just like, that was so funny. Oh. Like the episode after that, where he's just like all depressed and power and uh, mock him is like, what's wrong? It's like, I got to feel some boobs and it was just kind of okay. Now I'm wondering if literally nothing in life matters. <laughs> and then she's like, you know, it just has to be with someone special. And he's like, life uh, restored. <laughs> she teases him for like 10 seconds or whatever. And he's just like, oh, I want to do stuff with Makima now. <laughs> I need life. <laughs> and then, you know, he gets uh, su- like freaking uh, Jimeno tries to seduce him and then does the full like, let's make out, proceeds to vomit. Oh, gosh, she mouth. barfs like in his mouth oh my god that was so fucking gross you're like damn she's a keeper man <laughs> uh, uh but still dude her death was the saddest in the show uh, yeah. easily like that was that was sad uh, and you really felt that especially when you get all the backstories um how do you feel about the pacing because considering like we're going through things and there's repeated flashbacks i'm not saying they redo the flashbacks um, but like it's throughout where you're getting flashbacks on top of like, i don't want to say on. it I don't want to say that it felt slow paced mm-hmm. because like it did feel like it took a little bit of time to get to like the real meat of the season where like here's all the characters in the special division and what they all do and and why they're all here and stuff like that and some of what their abilities are and stuff like that. But you, there was still shit happening in like the previous episodes before that. Like like you mentioned, like we started with Denji and we got his backstory and how he became Chainsaw Man. Then we get, you know, Aki and Power and Power is like freaking amazing from from the moment she shows up. where She just like busts through the door of the room. She's like, like, bow to me, humans. I am Power. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Um, but um, so... There, I don't know. It was just like every episode was entertaining, and it's one of the few shows recently that I actually was like actually excited every week to be like, oh, okay, when when's the next episode like dropping? Because I gotta watch it like basically immediately. Like, it, so Chainsaw it, Tuesdays. Yeah. So like, it, it did feel like it took maybe half the season to get to like the real like meat of it, but there was still at least like cool shit happening along the way. Yeah, very much so. I think. I like the fact that you're getting it's you're slowly getting a growth of the world like it's building its world. It's showing you the surroundings of kind of, oh, what's life like here? Uh, You're not supposed to damage this world. Everyone knows devils exist. It's not like a hidden thing where, you know, you're watching Demon Slayer and it's like, you know, humans shouldn't have to know that demons exist, but demons exist and all this stuff. But we're still trying to keep it under wraps, more or less. Uh, This one is just they just live with it. They're like, well, I hope nothing yeah. happens and we pay taxes. So hopefully, you know, if something appears, it can be stopped uh, at any point when it does yeah. occur. It's like literally the first uh, devil that power kills in this show is like some dudes just in a phone booth calling like nine one one or whatever their equivalent is. And he's just like, yeah, there's a devil here. It's, it's not very strong. I think it looks like the sea cucumber devil or something. So it's, you know, just send someone to take it out and then power just like, smashes it with a mallet like immediately yeah i love that she has a mallet it was like oh she you you get the you you get some harley quinn vibes uh for sure considering that's like the only other character that uses a mallet and she's also blonde uh so it's pretty good that they just like yeah i could see some influence with what you're you're trying to do here especially considering they're both crazy as well i also love that like for a fiend like her like 
physical feature that shows that she's a fiend is like the little the smallest little thing ears. It's just like little tiny like or horns like tiny red horns yeah whereas like shark dude is like half his head is a shark a little bit more noticeable for sure yeah. like she of all the fiends yeah she is the most subtle besides like angel boy yeah i guess the angel one is like they they have like wings but yeah yeah and then uh I, I will say, you know, I, okay, so for me, like, I don't know who your preferred characters are. Power is probably my favorite, surely for the fact that she's just so, uh... Yeah, she's the, probably my favorite. She's, she's so funny. She's the craziest in terms of just, like, the way she talks uh, is always just like, I am so powerful, like, uh, you know, I'm power, blah, blah, blah. And then anytime, there, if there's something she sees that's, like, above her weight class, she's like uh tactical retreat and she's just yeah. gone and you're like where did power go and she's like uh you know i, I couldn't uh, help out here sorry uh you know uh something came up or whatever like you can tell she's making excuses because she wants to act like a an alpha predator but also is like i'm not gonna die for this i'm gonna run for my life if i need to and just disappear and then the sheer fact that also her friend is a cat. Like her favorite, her friends yeah, are cats. She named it Meowie. <laughs> Meowie, yeah, which is a yeah. you know a fantastic name for a cat. But she's just drawn to cats in general. Like you kind of see it, like on the rooftops or just anywhere. She's just like finding a cat, and she's like, ooh. I think the first instance you see her interact with a cat, which was right before she kills the sea cucumber devil, is like you see her see the cat, and you're just like, first thought. Ah crap! She's gonna, she's gonna eat, eat the it. cat or murder the cat, and then she's just like, "I like cats more than humans." And you're like, "I did not see that coming." And it's actually very sweet the way that whole thing works out. Yeah. And then the bat's a piece of shit, and everything else, and you know, you get that whole thing. But uh, yeah, I think she's for sure my favorite. Then yeah, Denji, and then uh, Kobeni for sure. Aki, I like Aki, but uh, you know, he's very mellow, very just like yeah. monotone. For the most part like he's he his character is very much like the serious one yeah because his whole thing is just like i am looking for the gun devil i the reason why i am killing my way through these smaller devils is i because i'm looking for pieces of the gun devil to find to make a chunk large enough to f find the real gun devil because basically like his whole life is dedicated around his revenge against the gun devil for murdering his family yeah and that's it and he's prepared to die for it too oh, yeah. uh, which I, I think i guess i'm saying is i think it's like more like aki it's like akima is, is like his full name but aki mm -hmm, maybe i think so i don't know if i'm butchering like, it or not even the scene where he uh he kind of like loses his contract with the fox devil because like shit went wrong and the fox devil is just like i don't want to work with you anymore you're bad you're bad business <laughs> yeah so he makes a pact with the future devil and the future devil for like they i love that they explain that like the only two other people within the public uh, defense or whatever the public service like sect sector like um that have been able to make a deal with the uh future devil had to give away like a bunch of their body basically just for like a small part of its power and it's also weird that it's like constantly dancing and, and shit. Yeah, I and think I, that was very yeah, yeah. Like it basically has Aki show it his future by putting his head inside its like abdomen. And it literally was just like, Whoa, your future <clears throat> like I'm gonna just give you a deal right now and give you some of my power 
for nothing because your death in the future is badass and that's all we get to know yeah it's just like for some reason his death is going to be insane and the future devil just wants to witness it and that's it uh i think the other thing about this show well not really in the show itself is well two things of the beginning and the end is its intro and outro and the intro every time (laughs) the intro is so good it it the song itself is fantastic i have to actually look up the song really fast Uh, kickback kickback okay yeah so that song is fantastic it it's so catchy i think at one point we're going to a movie and I picked you up, and I was just blasting it. And I was like, yo, bro, yeah. fuck you. This song is great. I literally immediately got in your car. I was like, yo, I've had this stuck in my head, like, for the whole, like, week. <laughs> it's it's just so fun. It's very just, like, high pump Dude, energy. Dude, you sent me a meme the other day of, like, Woody uh, or Andy pulling Woody's string from Toy Story. And he turns into Chainsaw Man. And immediately in my head, as, as soon as I saw the Chainsaw Man panel at the end, I was just like, the theme song started playing in my head immediately just unavoidable yeah and it's great it's it's very catchy like that thing will just be in your head it'll be it'll be stuck there but there could be worse songs stuck in your head by far uh the intro itself with the animation is really interesting because they throw in a lot of different movie references throughout yeah throughout it uh the most for me the most standout of course was the lebowski bowling uh was was the main one yeah that and the um for me it was also like reservoir the, uh, dogs as well uh, reservoir dogs but also um uh pulp fiction mm. with the like the holding the gun yes uh thing yeah it was very there were some other ones there were some like uh, where you know they're on the table and i forget what movie that i don't even know if i've seen the movie where that's from but like there's a lot of different references. There's yeah, like, definitely I videos you can see video. on YouTube too. Yeah, that'll tell yeah, you all of them. to show all the references. And I wasn't familiar with like all of them. But yeah, it, it was like the Tarantino ones for sure stood out. Because you yeah. definitely, that was probably the biggest influence I'd say you definitely get from it. And there's so much happening there. Because you see this intro and some of the stuff, like the whole thing is at one point you see the future devil dancing in it. And you're just like, what was that? And you don't you you finally see him in like one episode for like two minutes, really, and then that's it. And you're like, he was in the intro. Oh, okay, uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's like actually like legit spoilers in the intro, but like yeah. they're out of context, so you're just like, mm, the the different uh, fiends that you don't see until the very end are just yeah, there. Like the the scene where uh in the intro where like everyone's in the movie theater they just like yeah the angel uh, devil is just like there yeah or he's like like sitting he's sitting on the stairs and stuff and you're just kind of like like who are these guys and you don't get them until the very last episode of the season and it's so weird to just kind of have something like that where you normally in a lot of other shows you might get something midway through or closer to the beginning or something but for the sheer fact that it's like a lot of these characters don't show up until the very last episode I thought was definitely a little bit different than usual. Uh, otherwise, everything else in it was just fun. Like you're seeing him in power, be crazy. You have Katana Man. Like it looked epic to say the least. Like everything oh, yeah. happening in it. So it was just highly enjoyable. Uh, it's at this point now watching a lot of stuff. It's rare that I skip an intro, except unless it was One Piece. But that was only because for the sheer fact that I was like grinding through them. So I was, it's like the thing where 
if you watch an anime show and you're maybe watching multiple episodes, the, the thing I do is I'll watch the intro when I first start it up. And then I'll skip the intros and outros until the very last episode I'll watch the outro for it. Um, that I'm watching in that like set of time. Uh, except for One Piece because there is no outro. So you're just kind of like, oh, okay, well, uh, yeah, One, One Piece never had an outro ever. Uh, so you just kind of get the intro and that's it. Um, but for One Piece, especially now, there's like so long of a... Uh, here's the recap and then you're like, well, what if I just skip ahead of the intro and the recap? Where am I at in the episode? You're five minutes in. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> How much time is left? Uh, like 15 minutes. Enjoy the episode. Oh my god. <laughs> it's great. Um, but Saves a lot of time. The outro plural outros are i've never seen this in a show before where every episode had a completely different outro yeah it was super interesting and i watched them you know i'm like how many times did i watch them once because you know there's only one episode that would have it so i i do want to go back and just kind of watch them all again because each one has a different song and completely different animation and that animation might be pertaining to that episode that just occurred so yeah uh, it'll have specific characters in it. It's not going to be like a normal outro where it's like, here's all the characters again that you saw in the intro and everything else. Uh, it's going to just be whoever was highlighted for that one, which uh, I guess for the ones that were the most, I guess, for me, uh, stuck out were like the ones with Himeno in them. Himeno. Uh, Himeno. Shit. But when uh, she died. It's, it's been a while, so I like don't remember what each one yeah. was like. I just remember a little bit where there were two episodes that two outros that had her specifically because it's like she just died. So it was focusing on her more so than even Denji. Like you felt like she was the main character in the show when they were showing it. Uh, but I'm honestly astounded that they were able, they were able to pull that off because normally, you know, an anime will do an intro and an outro and it'll last anywhere from 12 to maybe 26 episodes uh, and you're just kind of like, yep, and that's how they do it. And the amount of extra money it probably costs to do all those outros. Yeah, Chainsaw Man in general felt like very high production value. Yeah, very much so. Uh, which makes sense why it would only be 12 episodes compared to like, yeah, you know, having sure. 24 or something. Yeah, it felt like a very short season compared to some of the other animates I've watched recently. Uh, honestly, recently for me, I think a lot of things were all like 12 episodes around, which made me a little sad. But yeah, it was like... Oh, this is gonna be this over the span of like three months, which didn't even feel like three months. It just felt like very, felt very short. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I think I guess one last question I have for you, dude. What is in season two? Because you know we haven't read the manga, so we don't know what's coming up next. Spoilers are actually easy to avoid for this from manga stuff. But what is uh, a devil you would like to see in season two? If you could see any devil. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I've seen a little bit of spoilers from YouTube, like things, but like two of the things I'm most interested in hearing or seeing eventually are the Darkness Devil and the Death Devil, because they're both like obscenely powerful. Oh, I assume way, so. Yeah, we never mentioned that. Like the way devils work in this show or this oh, world right, is yeah. that like the more some the more people fear a concept the more powerful that devil is which is why the gun devil is like unbelievably powerful because everyone is afraid of guns basically but there's also like a lot of people that are afraid of the dark 
So the darkness devil is like insanely powerful. And same with the death devil is like everyone fears death, basically. So it is. I would imagine the death the devil is powerful devil. I would say, yeah, it was like the gun devil probably has nothing on the death devil, honestly. For yeah. Sure. So, and I don't know if they're going to get to those anytime soon, but like those are definitely two things that I'm very much interested in seeing more of. Okay. I am, I guess I'd say in terms of like what we've seen already, I'm curious to see what Kobani and Makima's devils are. Yeah. But definitely a, Makima. Like what the fuck was with the whole like crushing dudes thing from re- remote by knowing their names? Like that was fucking weird. I think a devil I do want to see though, because you know, it's me. I want to see a kaiju or monster devil because that I think would be really fun or a slasher cool. devil where it's like uh, the horror movie type devil, like that kind of thing. Those those would all be pretty awesome to see. There has to be a serial killer devil <laughs> somewhere. <Yeah. laughs> or a heights devil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, yeah. Huh. Claustrophobic devil. Huh. Ho, ho, ho. Dude, it was so funny how they beat the the Eternity Devil. It was just like Denji was like, hey, when I push my like head chainsaw into your face, it splatters your blood into my mouth, which fuels me more. I'm a perpetual motion machine. And it just he just literally hurt the devil for days until eventually it was just like, please just kill me. I don't, don't, <laughs> don't want to hurt it anymore. It was straight up Denji went, I'll show you Eternity. Because I can never, I yeah. can just keep going forever. I, that was that was such a good way of solving that. Because I was like, yeah. this episode's all long. Uh, but yeah, that was Chainsaw Man. I'm excited to see season two when it eventually comes out. Uh, I think earliest we'll get it is probably like second half of 2024. But I wouldn't hold my breath uh, just because uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Dang, and Attack on Titan. We'll see what yeah. happens. Who knows? Uh, and that's the thing. I still want to see both of those too, but I'm also like weirdly more interested in Chainsaw Man just because it's such a weird concept. I honestly think all of that stuff will get tackled this year. So potentially we could get like either first half or like at the earliest, but I think it'll be more safe to say second half of 2024 for Chainsaw Man. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, we have the movie Troll, which is a Norwegian kaiju film. And it really did feel like a Godzilla type film. Yes, for sure. It's uh, if you guys have Netflix, go check it out. I'd highly, highly recommend it. But it's a, you know, regular film length, like around an hour and a half or so. And it is about a troll that just gets like woken up in Norway uh, from like mining and stuff and goes on not a rampage like the human humanity forces him into a rampage more or less like he's kind of like yo what the hell's I, going on <laughs> yeah i did love the uh the troll expert his explanation is like yeah think about it this thing has been asleep for like god knows how long and he wakes up to a world where like basically everyone and everything he's ever known is gone and the world is completely different yeah it's a little bit aggravated right now and helicopters are flying around it's like what the hell that was so fucking stupid that they were like flying those bells like within arm's reach of it. Yeah, just a little bit farther. But yeah, this movie. So it was also so fucking funny that it's like it can literally smell Christian blood. This movie <laughs> is the second troll like kaiju movie we've gotten so far. The first one being Troll Hunter, which is like a mockumentary style. Yeah, that uh, one was movie. also interesting. Very, it's just like, what if trolls were real and just you know, it's kept they, under wraps and you humans, don't see them. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Like, I'd also highly recommend that. I think that's also on Netflix, too, if I'm not mistaken. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. But it, it's such a small, you know, there's only two movies. We don't really have anything else. And this one just goes like, you know, what if the fairy tale troll was real and all those like lessons or things about the troll that you hear in the story are also real and it's all from like an ancient time when they a bunch of trolls were just like around Norway or Scandinavia and it was just something people would deal with or like coexist with more or less yeah, and it's like a, a part of life that we've like forgotten about basically yeah it was all part it was part of the pagan culture of Norway at that point yeah and they make a point of like you know the stories say that the 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 thing that drew or drove the trolls out of Norway was the Christianization of Norway, which is like, they make a point of it in the beginning of going like, ha ha ha, that's ridiculous. And then later on when a dude's like basically dying and he's like holding a cross, like and praying and the trolls just like, I smoke Christian. <laughs> it doesn't really literally say that, but he's just like, literally he could just like sense where that dude is. Yeah. It, that was really cool. I thought, cause the whole yeah. thing of like Christian blood, uh, being uh, just a folk tale thing, and then all of a sudden it's like I could smell, I could smell your religion, yeah. dude, and you're just like, oh. and it's like interesting because the whole movie they're basically trying, like the experts are trying to be like, what can we realistically say this is? Because obviously trolls aren't real. Then like the troll experts, like it's a fucking troll. Just call it a troll. Yeah, and uh. with it being more modern. You know, in modern monster movies recently, like they've been doing a very good job at improving human purpose in the movie or like human activity. Yeah. You're not like, you know, it's no knock on Godzilla. Of course, you guys know I'm like Godzilla's number one fan practically. Uh, in the earlier films, you know, like you don't really care I would too much. Tell by that Godzilla figure behind you. No, oh, that weren't that good here. In the poster. Oh, oh what? But yeah, so uh, you don't really pay attention too much to the human story in the earlier films. Like you're not really like thinking about it until like the Heisei era when it gets really fucking intense. It's literally just like, here's an explanation for why Godzilla's here. That's it. And the monsters fight. And, you know, as a kid, you don't care. And as an adult, I've grown much more attentive even to the older films. You have other ones like Gamera where it's just like, here's kids. And you're just like, I want to claw my eyes out. And until like the Heisei yeah. era for that too. But, you know, you get stuff now like Shin Godzilla where it's like, oh, here's all this politics. Shin Ultraman where uh, there's a lot more emphasis on the characters and they do seem a lot more interesting. Uh, and other American movies, too, are getting getting more interesting, more or less, I think. At least the ones that have pulled off being good monster movies. But uh, with this one, they also pulled off where, you know, you're getting a story of here's a father and a daughter and like, you know, the whole generic like your dad's crazy like crazy old maurice it's like beauty and the beast kind of stuff uh and you know he's proven right uh even though everyone like dismissed him and he became like a hack to the science community and all this stuff uh oh god i also love that they like he literally is like a crazy person when you first see him again he pulls he's out a like, gun well, not only does he pull, uh, pull out a gun, has no he's pants like, on. Government, he, he's well, that, and he also has no pants on. But he's also like they're going through his like files and shit, and he it looks like a the Charlie from the uh, 
It's yeah, really sunny. yeah. It's like the crazy wall of like, no, you don't understand. It's all a government conspiracy. It's like, dad, you were d- discredited years ago. It's like, that was the government doing it. And then like later on, you find out the government literally did <laughs> disgrace him because he was getting too close to the truth. And they're just like, you know, we just don't talk about it. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was insanely it. They, they were able to add really good, like very limited but well-rounded comedy to it, whether it was yeah. with the father being loony or the um, prime minister's aide that was in it as well, just kind of doing his thing. Dude, that was so funny. He was like a total nerd. I resign. That was so funny. I need my card back. Well, he didn't resign. Well, he did resign, but he, he like the joke was that like he fucked it up entirely because like, yeah, one, he for some reason he needed the key to get out of that room. So he needed to come back and pick it up. But also he's like, consider this my retirement. Not He didn't say re- resignation. Oh, yeah. So like later on, he's like driving away and he's just like, I said retirement. What's wrong with me? It's so good. And the dude's like, a, you hear him talk about all this stuff he's into as well. And he's like, yeah, I have a story. And he starts Yo, like. I love the nerd girl that he's that is just like, yeah, I could try to hack into this jet. <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny just being like, oh. He's telling, like, one person about his, like, fan, not his fan, but his his own, like, idea of, like, a cool nerdish story. I want to be a writer. And later on, like, a different character is with him. And you see the conversation is still going of him talking about it. It's like, oh, yeah, I really like this idea. And it just, like, continues to go of just, like, small, like, snippets like that that do such a good job of uh, making the, the people come to life with personality. I actually yeah. think this is probably one of the better kaiju films that really have a cast with personality as characters going around and doing their thing. Like, I actually cared about the characters. They were fun. Each one had a quirk that worked out because the film doesn't take itself too, too seriously. But it's still, like, going on a realistic tone of what the hell would you do if a troll was here and yeah. the... Uh, standard ways of dealing with a threat do not work and it's like well i guess we're gonna have to improvise with what would the folk tales tell us to do with bells or uh sunlight and things like that yeah i love that thing where it's like yeah the the lore tells us that they they hated the christians and they hated their church bells let's try to bring some church bells out and see what happens and it actually did affect them a bit that was interesting yeah I also love, like, when he goes on the rampage and gets to the uh, amusement park area and the kid's looking up at the friendly and he troll. he's a kid who's, like, interested in trolls and he's like, oh, I like you, kid. he's not that bad. Well, the whole thing is the trolls coexisted with people. It wasn't until Christianity came and ruined everything. And I'm like, oh, also, yeah. it was, I cracked up because I watched it. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> this is this happened in other places, too. Yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> Dude, that kid, though, like, the entire time I was like, that kid's still standing there? What the fuck is he doing? Oh, my God. You know, dude, kids are kids. Like, a kid's... That's, fair, that's yeah. honestly a thing a kid would do. I'd just be like, oh, like, they're not going to move. They don't think about that. And it's yeah, a generic thing. just like, I'm used, not in but... any danger. Yeah, until the troll saves his ass, which is great. Uh, I love that it was the gingers, though. It's just like, oh, I love gingers. And he saves the kid, really. It was like the kid and his dad were both... Uh, the only two gingers in the film, but it was just—I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, I guess Norway kind of is a little uh, similar looking amongst the people. <laughs> you know, it's all the—it's uh, you know Viking-looking people. Um, yeah, all the blonde hair and stuff. But 
uh, I think the other thing about this movie was that they go through a whole like conspiracy of like whatever happened to the trolls and they show like the oh under the castle here's the graveyard because it was a massacre they massacred all the trolls and they explain like they go through everything it's not just like troll broke out of the ground they explain what happened to this troll oh this is like the troll king this is the king of the trolls and that's yeah. why he's bigger than the others i also love they even set up like a monarch type thing at the end where it's like you think there might be other trolls out there? Because, like, they literally had, like, specifically named ones and shit. Yeah. And, you know, it ends with the cliffhanger of, oh, yeah, there is another troll, and this one could be, like... Oh, yeah, a, they even straight up showed that. I forgot about that. Yeah, it could be, like, a troll prince or, like, just a younger one altogether. They kind of... It, it, it's kind of the 98 Godzilla ending, where you see one of the eggs survived, and Godzilla oh, yeah. hatches and pops out. That Le- was, like, so sad that they... They literally took like the baby troll skull just to like lure the king troll into like the trap and just like the moment it just it got startled and dropped the skull and it just shatters into dust and it's just like ah it's because he's literally he's just alone they humanized just... the troll i would say better than they have with kong recently oh yeah i think the last yeah. time they humanized kong <clears throat> at that level was probably peter jackson's film um yeah, I don't no, think it was the so like stupid monster verse has done as good of a job as like Troll and Peter Jackson have so far. Yeah, I, I, it was so stupid in Skull Island. No, not Skull Island. Skull Island was okay, but in Godzilla versus Kong, when they're just like, yes, yeah, this, this like deaf girl taught him sign language and no one noticed. Oh yeah, was, what? <laughs> I mean, that was a. No, I've said it before. That was a pretty brain dead movie. Anyway, yeah. so, um, yeah, this one though, quite opposite. Uh, yeah, no, this movie was good. I yeah. actually liked it. <laughs> it. It was really good. Uh, I think really that's... I don't know if there's anything else you want to... I think the only thing I'd, I'd say for it is I would definitely want to see a sequel. Yeah, um, I'm actually game to see Troll 2. Not <laughs> not Troll not 2. Not other Troll 2. Not tr- we don't talk about that Troll 2 because that's... Oh my God, they're eating him. And then they're going to eat me. Oh my God. It's like that movie is worth a watch for other reasons (laughs) guys if you haven't seen troll 2 it's like it's like it's part of that trilogy of movies you have the room you have birdemic and you have troll 2 it's a trilogy of just like like, it's like so bad that it's like hilarious you have to see it just to understand how bad it is and drinks make it better drinks do make it more fun to watch it's not like i'm watching this and i get angry it's just it's just so bad it's funny watch it with your friends it's great in a group like it is definitely a fantastic let's all go chill on the couch like six of us are here watch this movie drink and go oh my like what the hell is going on it is perfect for that kind of thing what's with all the popcorn the this movie though uh you know it's norwegian it's made in norway it's fully norwegian language so you're just like reading subtitles like you would with anime except for like the paleontologist like the main character her the rest of her oh, team yeah. seemed to be speaking english for some her, some of her team was american uh yeah. which was interesting so they they kind of do a more transitional language uh barrier there or like they show it and i appreciated that because you think about it and you visit another country potentially in europe or something like that and you do speak English, and sometimes they do understand it, and they kind of showcase that in the beginning there, which I did appreciate. 
Yeah. Uh, but I think what I'm really loving right now is because, you know, when you think of monster movies, you're either thinking American-style monsters or Japanese-style kaiju, and that's it. And more recently, we're kind of getting a little bit more in other places. Like, Korea gave us the host. And now Norway's yeah. actually giving us troll films, oh. which is fantastic. And then fantastic. there's, like, the, the river. I forget what that is, where that's coming from. Are you talking about the new one? Yeah. The lake. Uh, the lake the is lake. Thailand. Right. It's a Thai Thailand. film. They straight up said, like, hey, uh, Korea gave you the host and, you know, J- Japan gave us Godzilla and stuff. Well, it's Thailand's time to shine. And they said, here's the lake. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see how it does. I, I really am pumped for it. I don't know how that release is going to be. So I'm probably just going to buy it digitally just so I can have it and watch it sooner rather than later because uh, I'm really pumped for just more type of kaiju stuff. But I think this is the thing I want. Like, I'm enjoying... You know, I'll always enjoy Japanese kaiju films as they come. I'll enjoy American ones. But I am really excited to see more and more different countries have their own takes because there's so much untapped folklore and also creativity from other nations of just, like, people in other countries of, like, their backgrounds will give them other other thoughts and ideas that people here or Japan maybe wouldn't think of. And so we're we're finally starting to get a little bit of that, and it's just going to be fun to see more and more what that could potentially be. Uh, and yeah, troll, troll is just another entry in, in the start of that. So here, looking forward to more. Uh, I also just, it's kind of just like Shin Godzilla. I liked the perspective of just like, yeah, what if this like completely unbelievable situation, like tr- a troll is a, is a real thing and exists and is alive. What if that happened now? Yeah. How would we deal with that? So pretty great there. And they did it well. Yeah. Uh, last thing, as we wrap up here, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Uh, this is my first Gundam outside of the Universal Century universe, which is, you know, like uh, all the stuff that has like Amaro and Char Aznable. And uh, I actually haven't even finished all the that universe yet. I have like four things left. It's like na- really narrative, unicorn, you know, narrative, origin, and um, Hathaway are like the last three things I got because I did see Cucuruzdo on Island in theaters. But uh, this show, it's interesting because it's a new universe. It's standalone. It's not like other ones. Like I think there's like Seed, G, Wing, Iron-Blooded Orphans and stuff. This one is its own little thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'll try it out. It's a brand new world. So I'll, I'll take a look and see how it goes. And it has like a little intro, like a, pr- a, pr- a prologue. It's got like a episode length prologue that's about 20 minutes plus uh the first season is also 12 episodes like chainsaw man they pretty much ran at the same time james so it was like okay they're it was they kind of went hand in hand for me uh this was a very fun show because it wasn't uh, a giant war that i was used to instead it's like hey uh in the prologue stuff happens and Gundam pilots are people that can't potentially survive that long, depending on how hard they push the Gundams they're in. Uh, it could potentially kill them, uh, depending on like what's going on. And you even see it because <laughs> the other corporations are like, oh man, this is dangerous. We should kill all of them because <laughs> they, they could die in these suits. So let's kill them. <laughs> it, the explanation <laughs> is kind of weird. Like they're basically like, let's stop it. Let's destroy the company doing this once and for all. 
and you know anyone that gets in her way so it never happens again so they do that and like everyone gets massacred except for like a mother and daughter and that daughter is like the main character uh for the whole show is and she the witch from mercury she is indeed james the witch uh, from mercury okay. uh because they call her a witch because she can pilot a gundam and they're like is that a gundam you brought with you to gun to basically mech school like it's a mech school with people from like space people from mars people from earth just coming in and like earth people are looked down upon and she's like from mercury so it's like complete backwater to them where they're like who the fuck goes to mercury and uh it's all these you know different anime tropes potentially but it's still very like down to earth it's not like weird weird like super crazy characters that are insane it's just like Oh, hey, this person's kind of like two-faced. You don't know what they're going to do. All these people are really nice. This girl's just kind of extra aggressive and doesn't like people that's not from Earth and stuff like that. So you're getting all these different personalities that aren't too, like, some are more clashy than others, but others just mesh very well. Or as a group, they don't feel that different from each other until they start talking about literal little things like financial things, like... Uh, oh my god, we need to get parts for this, or how are we going to afford to do this kind of thing with uh, mech parts and stuff like that. Uh, but it gets it goes from like, hey, we're in school doing school stuff with robots, to, oh, hey, we found out that this is a Gundam. Uh, you can be put in prison for this, among other things, to, oh, actually, we can do some good stuff with this. Instead, we're going to have the kids start their own little company, uh, where they could potentially actually do medical uh, breakthroughs and some other stuff uh, using mech parts and stuff like that. It was actually very interesting. interesting. Uh, hmm. Yeah, like stuff that could potentially help people move their legs and stuff like that and just like have bipedal oh, walking um, stuff. But uh, they, they really... I'm honestly surprised it's never come up before. I know, right? Hmm. Uh, it was pretty honestly... The, the way they started really showing everything uh, in the span of 12 episodes... Because it, it was straight up like the first half of the season is, oh, it's Duel of the Day. It's like Monster of the Day for Scooby-Doo. And instead it's, uh, hey, the main character is going to fight like all these different upper echelon pilot students that are like the well-known ones. And each one is from a different like famous corporate house or like family house that runs a big corporation. And it's her taking each one of them down like potentially each episode. So it's like a super elite school, I guess. More le- like not everyone is there to be pilots. Some people are there to be engineers. And most pe- kids are there as like engineers or like helpers and stuff like that. Um, I mean, like just like society elites. Not, yes. Uh, okay. Some are like the, there are society elites and they're like the few. And then there's like kind of like their underlings. And then you have other people that are more mm. like outcasts. So it's very much like a whole smorgasmorg of stuff but the people from earth it also seems like you know they had trouble just getting to the school in general so like Mm. to make it to the school in general still is a feat uh and then you get there and then you're like i made it to the school like i did it and then it's like yeah but also these people potentially could be 20 times better than you even though you made it to the top 500 the other 499 could be like like an arm like basically (laughs) welcome to imposter syndrome yeah uh so i'm trying to remember like uh i'm sorry with names i've been like i've been digesting so much anime lately that it's hard to remember all the different like names of characters uh for everything but uh there we go they eventually like 
change it to like the last few episodes turn into a full battle uh because like oh there's terrorists from earth that are like being hired to help one corporation kill off another corporation's leader so that that way they can get what they want in terms of like corporate power and everyone else is just caught up in it so now all these people are getting killed because of this one thing and uh it's interesting because like the main character uh is uh Soleta mercury like that's her full name and she's like this redheaded girl who's super super awkward and she doesn't really she's like very antisocial. she doesn't know really how to or she's socially awkward she doesn't really know how to deal with people too much so she gets um frightened very easily by any interaction with a person and over time it's like her with uh Mirin, who is her bride that she won in a battle like Mirin is like she's like this high class girl that goes to the school whose father is basically like the the biggest of like the corporate elites and uh her hand was like promised to like she loses a, a duel and because of that she is owed a hand in marriage i think it's either that or like her father gives her hand to another person who goes to the school who's another like son of a very big like corporate guy and the way the duels work is they both they both like ask for a thing it's like oh if I win, I want this. And then the person goes, like, if I win out, you know, I want this. So uh, Saleta's like, you know, I want you to leave Mirin alone and uh, I'll take care of her or whatever. And she wins and she's like, all right, I'm your bride now. And she's like, wait, what? I, I thought I was just like helping you out from this guy. I didn't know that I'd be like promised to you. And she's like, yep, that's how that works. And uh, they became like, they become very, very good friends throughout like the whole show. And you're kind of like, well, are they going to get into, like, a relationship or something? But then, like, other male elites get, like, intertwined with the main character instead. And you can kind of see, like, her crushing on one of them and that kind of thing. So it's, like, a whole different mix of characters that are going around. And at first, you're just like, oh, each of these elites is kind of bad in a different way. Like, one is very two-faced and sneaky, and you don't expect it because he's always smiling and nice. One is potentially like no emotion he seems so monotone but he's like the most brutal of them all and then another in terms of just like base brutality like just like oh you're you fucking suck <laughs> you're just like oh why are you so mean and then the other is just like a hothead who always looks pissed off and then it turns out he's the one getting the most character growth becoming actually a nicer guy and you can kind of tell like in season two he'll be much more like potentially good and even help the main character at a certain point and even actually he's like oh no i've fallen for her and you're just like oh fuck <laughs> and that's the guy that originally had like she won uh marion's hand from him and because he was like the first one she beat and now he's like the one growing and being like oh shit like she's actually a really good person maybe i should like help her out if i can uh by the end of it sort of until other things end up happening but uh i think it's a really fun show if you're getting into gundam and you really don't want something too warish necessarily i guess uh i don't really know how long that's gonna last because it, it, its tone tricks you because you know the gundam universe i'm used to is very much it's just war the whole thing is war basically endless tragedy and to switch from war to 
Gundam school, you're just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, it's so weird to have, like, Gundam high school. And then by the end of the show, like, it does a full 180 turn on you. And you're not expecting it. Like, the tone of it is so just like, oh, it's very cute. You're getting all these different characters and they have a fight. And, you know, you feel like the bond of the girl with... You feel the bond of, like, Saleta with her Gundam is just this cool thing. And it does the whole thing of, like, oh, no, we're going to lose. And she's like, I believe in you, Gundam. And then they, like, pull off a miracle and win a fight. And it's really cool to watch it because it's like, oh, the Gundam's doing really dope Gundam stuff. And it's always fun to see Gundams do what they need to do. And once the uh ending comes or like the last couple episodes where it's like oh terrorist attack on the space station and you know a few of your main characters are there because the gundam's being repaired so now they're stuck here during this terrorist attack uh <laughs> and everyone all these other people are getting killed like they're ki killing like the corporate pilots and stuff and their mechs and or mobile suits and what's crazy dude is this whole thing is you know soleta doesn't kill anybody she's just girl who doesn't understand anything and is very new to like most things in the world it feels like and her mom is just like hey you have a power that can protect us and if you utilize that power you know like yeah i just killed people to save you imagine she's like but you know killing is bad it's like is it because if if i didn't kill then you'd be dead uh and no one wants that so you know killing is okay if it's to save those you care about and stuff and Sleta's like, okay. And it's just like, I guess that makes sense. And she's like, you know, Miriam might be in trouble. And she is like, her dad gets brutally injured and she's trying to get him out of there. So Saleta goes like on full like hardcore mode, starts saving everyone, like fending off the uh, other witches. It's actually other witches. You get introduced to the witches of Earth who are like all these like ace female pilots that are also like have lesser, they have like lesser Gundams pretty much they're not as cool as hers as like solettas and stuff but uh the thing that comes and becomes like a big meme was at the end she like she like has a psychic power it's kind of in the old stuff it's like they're called new types and it's like these evolutionary psychic people that's not like this in this show but you can kind of tell like she has a bond with uh Mirin and she like goes to rescue her and like breaks through a wall and there's like a guy that's like i'm gonna kill her and she's like, no, you don't. And just like smashes this guy with her hand, with the mech hand. And it's like yeah, covered in blood. that's what I saw. Yep. Just one day on Twitter that showed up. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? You're just like, holy shit. Like everyone was shocked because it didn't match the tone of the entire show. It just was like. Well, there's like something weirdly different about seeing Gundams like shoot lasers at each other and exploding versus like. I'm going to squish all the blood out of you with my hand. Well, the other thing being is you're used to duel of the day and none of the pilots are dying. Like these are all students. So they all come out alive. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now you're like, oh, people are dying. And you're just like, that's the thing where the prologue is like that. The prologue is like war and it throws you off because you're like, oh, so this is going to be very warish. And then you get to the show and it's like, it's high school Gundam. And you're like, this is nothing like the prologue I just watched. Like what the hell? But you're like, but I like it. It's different. And then you get to the end and it goes, hey, remember, this is Gu this is Gundam show. Remember what happens in a Gundam show? And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> mm. uh, it's straight up like when it happened, everyone online straight up just went like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's a Gundam show. I forgot. <laughs> like It woke you up. It just went yeah, like basically the meme I kept seeing was like, welcome to Gundam. <laughs> this is what it's like. <laughs> I it. 
it made it so now you don't know what the hell is even going to happen with this show. Like, it, it went in such a cool direction where it's not like... Uh, the show is far from bad. It's not amazing, but it's really fun. It's really good. And it's exciting because it just keeps changing. You're not... You're like, oh, you know, is everybody just going to be at school? No. Now an attack's happening. And you're like, oh, shit. Well, you know, maybe not. it's not going to be too crazy. No, she literally crushed a guy with her hand. And all the blood went out. And then she went to go help up her friend. And her hand's covered in blood. And she's smiling after murdering someone. And uh, horrifying. And Miriam's literally like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then the, the episode <laughs> ends. And then you're just like, oh, okay. They just... They had, like, just made up before this, like, after a thing. So they became, like, much closer and then got separated because of the attack, got reunited, and now she's horrified at the person she's looking at because she crushed that person with a hand but also saved her life in the process. So it's very just... You're just kind of like, what, 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 what's what's going to happen here? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, uh, one dude's name is Ghoul. That's the Ghoul. Uh, it's Ghoul or Ghoul. He's the guy that lost her hand in marriage and is the one that also, like, is getting all the growth. At one point, mm -hmm. he even has to kill his own dad because he uh, he hijacks one of the en enemy, like, mobile suits. So his father thinks he's the enemy and tries to oh. kill him. And oh, in order to defend himself, he actually he kills his dad but doesn't know it's his dad. And he's just like... Oh, that's horrible. I just killed my, my own dad. dad. This is, like, he literally is, like, having a mental breakdown uh, where, where you last see him uh, before the show ends or the season ends. So I could see that. It's a very intense, it wasn't an intense show until, like, the last two episodes, and then it went, this is very intense, and you just, like, I don't know what the temperature of this show is. I'm so confused. So that's why it's so interesting, because you don't know, you really don't know what's going to happen. Like, whereas normal Gundams, you know what the roadmap kind of is for what you're looking forward to this one is just kind of chaos it's just you don't know what's going to happen so a is a girl that's growing up and doesn't really like you she hasn't she's still like space cadet don't doesn't know really what's going on in the world type girl and you're kind of like it's going to be weird if and when she matures in the mind of just kind of like becoming either like more uh, I guess I don't want to say like desensitized or just like more realistic with everything, but it's going to be very interesting how she evolves as a character, but also what direction the show is going to go. Cause now like, Oh, after the season ends, like for season two, when it starts, like what's going on? Are we going into a, a, a weird, like terrorist counter war? Are we going back to school? Is there going to be more corporate stuff going on? It like, what, direction are we going to we i don't know and that's what makes it exciting so yeah uh which from mercury that's pretty cool very interesting only 12 up technically 13 episodes if you count the uh um the prologue which is very good that one sold me on the show when i watched that and then that's why i said like it sold me on the show and i watched the show and was like what the fuck is happening um but yeah uh that's which from mercury uh highly recommended check it out um i don't know when season two will come out maybe it'll be this year next year it's hard to say because it's sunrise which is the the sunrise is pretty much like the gundam animation company and they've been doing um like they were working on this recently we had the kukuru's doan's island movie uh there's the hathaway movie that's on netflix that's like a continuation of like the original gundam stuff and i think that's supposed to get a sequel 
and there's still like Thunderbolt, which is an insane show. We did an episode like it was in one of our episodes where I had a uh, Chris Schneider and Miles Dillon talking about uh, the first two seasons, and that still has the third and final season to go. So it's hard to say what the next Gundam project will be, but I think uh, after the popularity of Witch from Mercury, it, it will probably be here sooner rather than later. And that is everything. Um, thank you guys for watching. That was sorry, I kept it close there because uh, I was like, oh, we got like it's like it's not. 15 minutes to an hour and a half yet it was still like 25 so i'm like oh it should be fine um yeah we still made it yeah if you guys want to support us of course uh leave us a five-star review on apple podcast uh rate us on spotify or like besides subscribing on youtube and of course you know subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to or watching uh if you want to uh, follow us on social media, you can at Sutra Side Talk, all one word, on TikTok, Instagram, and uh, Twitter, which I will say uh, I'm going to be trying out new promo stuff potentially. It might be using a Canva now uh, for creating promos for Instagram. So it'll be looking a little bit nicer. And maybe we might actually have thumbnails that, I'm, <laughs> that I actually try for instead of just kind of going like, yeah, YouTube kind of picks the thumbnail for me. I think it might look a little bit better in the future, potentially with this episode. We'll see how it goes. But uh, hopefully that'll draw. If you guys are just were drawn in by the thumbnail and the title for the show, and this is your first episode you're listening to, because maybe I did the change. Uh, welcome, and I hope you like this. Uh, we talk anime, games, film, and television. So that's the kind of thing we do. Uh, otherwise, you could follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. And you could follow me on Twitter at GogoComzilla uh, next week. We'll be talking about Hi-Fi Rush, the game that came from Tango uh, Gameworks, the Bethesda studio for, uh, that's now owned by uh, Xbox. And I think I'll also talk my experience with the game Valheim. Uh, other than that, I'm not sure if we'll cover anything else. But after that, I think we will do another anime episode, which will cover uh, Mob Psycho's final season, as well as Spy Family... Uh, part two so that'll be a fun time as well and then later on you know we got things like uh, destiny 2 lightfall uh hogwarts legacy uh maybe ant-man i, I don't really <laughs> we'll see I'll, pro- I'll see it we'll probably go see it know. so we'll we'll talk ant-man i'm, I'm sure uh maybe some cocaine bear that kind of stuff the last yeah. of us the last of us tv show i think only has a few more weeks so that'll be coming up soon as well so there's plenty to talk about uh until then though Catch you next time. Thanks for listening.